For logbook servicing you can rely on, you need to make the right choice. You need trained professionals who are fully qualified to service your car according to manufacturer's specifications. For real peace of mind and a nationwide warranty, book in or book online at repcoservice.com. Hello and welcome to AFL Nation for Red Energy. Move with Red Energy and Regional Development Victoria. Tim Gossage, Paul Hazelby with you. On an overcast afternoon in the West, this is the final game of round one. And what a round it's been. Started Wednesday night. We've just had a classic in Adelaide, Fremantle by one point. This game has been turned on its head in the days leading up. The Gold Coast Suns are here. They've been the easy beats when they've come to Perth. They take on the West Coast Eagles. And believe it or not, Paul Hazeby, as I welcome you here, they're going to go in red-hot favourites. Yeah, they are. It's a strange market, isn't it? But uh, we know the reason for that, the injuries to the West Coast Eagles. But there are no excuses today for the Gold Coast Suns. If they want to be a competitor, if they want to be serious in this competition, they come to Perth, they get the four points, they get on that plane, and they go away with those four points as well. Because let's be honest, the West Coast Eagles decimated by injury, particularly through that midfield. And if you look at the Suns' midfield, they are stacked. Spoke to... uh... Adam Simpson on Friday in breakfast radio, and he said he's jumped out of bed in the last sort of three or four months with more zest and buzz than he has the previous couple of years. He's really relishing the challenge of getting a good look at his list and seeing who can step up in the time of adversity. He has to, because as the leader, you've got to show that you're positive all the time. And look, there was a time when they went on the road and his attitude wasn't that good through COVID. And I think that reflected the team's performance. So he's learnt from that. He's showing those sort of signs, trying to communicate to the boys there's opportunity. And there is. And potentially this is speeding up the process of a real bit rebuild for the West Coast Eagles. We know they're a club that normally doesn't like to go down that track, but with so many players out, we've got to find out about some of their kids because... For the last three or four years, it's been pretty barren. And uh, their best kid, Campbell Chesser, he went out and got injured already. Outside of that, who's going to stand up today? That's what we want to find out. And that's what the 20,000 supporters want to find out. That they do. Now, just tell me a bit about the Gold Coast Suns. And you talked about they lose Max King. Ben. Sorry, they lose Ben King, Max King with Saints. They lose Ben King. Is that such a hole in their forward line that it would deflate the group? Or do you think, again, similar to other teams who lose key forwards, they can cover for him? Oh, it's going to be hard for the majority of the year, but they have brought in some big guys. Levi Casbolt's out there today and Marby Ochoa, the other one. So they're not going to kick the 47 goals that he kicked last year, but they can still play a role, some good leading patterns, bring the ball to ground, and hopefully they get away with maybe 25 to 30 goals each would be a good outcome. But not only is it Ben King missing, he kicked the 47 goals. Josh Corbett's not playing 23 goals, and Alex Sexton is the sub. So he kicked 21 goals. So it's a completely new forward line for them and that may pose some challenges we do know the defence of the West Coast Eagles has still got some great players, Barras playing game 100 today of course Jeremy McGovern, Shannon Hearn is down there as well and then you look up the other end and you go through the West Coast Eagles well Darling's not out there, he kicked 42 Kennedy is, Oscar Allen was third with 28, Jamie Cripps fourth with 26, Liam Ryan fifth with 24 so both teams missing some of their goal kickers today. Looking forward to seeing what they both can produce out there. In a moment we're going to to preview and review the game so far of the round. You're listening to AFL Nation. We'll be calling every game throughout the weekend and you can also watch it, your team, every game, every round on KO Sports. Now, the Gold Coast Suns have just completed their warm-up for Ream. Ask your plumber to install a Ream steady, hot and strong. Before we get further into it, let's get an odds update. 
It's time for an odds update. Thanks to Sportsbet. Sportsbet's bet with mates. Gamble responsibly. 1-800-858-858. G'day, punters. West Coast taking on Gold Coast. We're going coast to coast here. And the total match at points looks to be a play for the same game multis here because each of Gold Coast's last four round one matches have gone under the total match points line. They look to start the year with a bit of a defensive mindset and that certainly trails off towards the end. But Gold Coast are favourites here. West Coast rolling in with a bit of a depleted list at the moment due to injury. $2.25 you get for the Eagles, $1.63 for the Gold Coast Suns. But there is a couple of markets here that should provide some value for your same game multi, most of which Sam Petrevsky seaton to get 20 or more disposals. Now he's recorded 22 plus disposals in four of his last five appearances against Gold Coast and that's not including those 2020 shortened matches either. So a legitimate go for Sam Petrovsky seaton to get 20 or more disposals at $2.40. Some value there. Enjoy the game and most importantly, gamble responsibly. Make sure you do. It is an overcast day. Uh, sun is shining. The breeze is strong walking into the ground. Let me tell you, let's get a consult. Uh, let's consult the Kubota Cast weather report for Kubota. Together we are shaping and building Australia. It's a little bit humid, but that breeze, Paul Hazelby, is coming off the coast. It's a genuine sea breeze. People in the other states call it the Fremantle Doctor. We don't. We just call it the Sea Breeze. It is blowing a gale from right to left, from the Rottnest Island end to the Nullarbor Plain end. Very strong. Bit swirly too. We've just had a couple of gusts of wind that have come through our window here that is open at Optus Stadium in the broadcast box. Overcast conditions. I don't think we'll have any rain throughout the day, but the ground looks absolutely smick. Hasn't had much on it in recent times due to what's been going on with COVID and the closed border. So no excuses for the players underfoot today. It looks sensational. Kubota shaping and building Australia. So far in the round where we've just seen Fremantle by a point, 11-17-83 to 12-10-82. Heath Chapman, a goal line save. Now, he could have touched it and had gone through. It would have been a draw, but he knocked it back into the field of play, stopped it from crossing the line between the two goalposts for Adelaide in the dying seconds. Fremantle get the win. Go back to Wednesday. Melbourne by 26 over the Dogs. Carlton by 25 over Richmond. Collingwood by 17 over the Saints. 66 Geelong over Essendon. Sydney by 20 over the Giants in what I think was the game of the round. The Lions by 11 over Port. Hawthorne by 20 over North. And just repeating the news, Fremantle by one point over the Adelaide Crows. Been some exciting games. I mean, that's the closest, the one we've just gone. Everything else has been double digits. What have you taken out uh, of the uh, rounds thus far? Momentum. I think we've seen so many teams in the first half have the game in their keeping and then lose momentum in the third and fourth quarter. Loved what Carlton did through that uh, game against Richmond, finally beating them in the opener, or what's normally the opener. I think Collingwood were great under Craig McRae. We saw a new style, an offensive style. Geelong. Everybody was wondering, what's Geelong going to do? Well, Geelong's going to be thereabouts once again, probably inside the top four. That was impressive. They started well. The Bombers were super disappointing. I think scoring's been through the roof in the first round. That's the big positive, and often that's on the back of what the Premiership winner did last year. Melbourne, offensive team, stacked with really good forwards in their front half. Great to see a lot of the other clubs copy that, and defence has been on the nose. That it has been in self. Paul Hazelby, our special comments man. We'll hear more from Paul shortly. For those who don't no, number 47 in the West Australian newspapers. <laughs> top 50 most influential in WA football. All that more still to come. It is the final game of round one of the season. AFL Nation for Red Energy. Move with Red Energy and Regional Development Victoria. This is the pre-game show for Beaumont Tiles, Australia's best. 
Well, Hayes will be with you. It is a sunny, if not cloudy day, and two young men doing a lap of honour in, of course, two men who were significant in the football club, one in the long term, Mark Hutchings, and, of course, Daniel Venables in the short term. Great servants of the footy club, as I mentioned, short term, long term, but they're doing a, a, a lovely lap of honour in front of the faithful here. Not a huge crowd. Sad, really, isn't it, for Daniel Venables? Still only very young. Played in a premiership with the West Coast Eagles in his first season. Of course, concussion since then has given him a lot of problems, but he can hold his head up high to say that he's a premiership player for the West Coast Eagles. And Mark Hutchings, he had to do it the hard way. Delisted from St Kilda, went back to West Perth, East Perth, got his opportunity at the West Coast Eagles, and he took it with both hands. He could play through the midfield. He could be that defensive tagger. He found a position in the front half at times as well and really did grind out a great career, and now he's gone back to the waffle to give back. All righty, let's dissect some of what we want to see. What about some unmissable moments for drink wise? Choose to drink wise. You won't miss a moment if you drink wise. I think one of them, I might jump in on. Hang on. Rain on your parade here. Well, I'll just give you the date September 5, 2019. Willie Rioli is back. I had him at the top. At this very venue. Of course, we're on the same page, Tim Gossage and Paul Hazelby. But isn't it fantastic? Of course, we all know what happened. He made a big mistake in his life. He got the penalty, but now he's back. And he's had some interruptions that he's got to, had to get through with some injury conditions. Concerns, but the last six weeks have been a bit better for Willie Rioli, and we know how good he is. He just makes you smile, just thinking about what he does, his craft. There ain't too many people that can do what he does on the football field with his awareness, his vision, and his skill set to be able to find a teammate or kick goals. And I've for a long time said, I think they've really missed him after that premiership that they did have. So that is one. The other one is Took Miller. You don't get to see Took Miller play live too often. He could win the Brownlow medal this year if his team allows him to win enough games. Because his work rate and his running is better than anybody in the competition. He's now averaging above 30 possessions just about every week. So, Took Miller, can't wait to watch, watch him. It will be unmissable. Signet are powering the commentary team for the upcoming game. Of course, stay charged with Signet. Double T at the end there. Not too far before both teams come out and complete their warm-ups for Ream Steady, Hot and Strong. So expectation for West Coast. I know you were a believer when they lost a couple and Jack Darling wasn't going to be there. And I know you said, Sarah, oh, I still reckon they're about the place. Have you had time as the 47th most influential person in WA football, according to the West Australian newspaper in the top 50, um, have you had time to regenerate and rejuvenate your list of where you think West Coast will finish? Oh, I still think they're going to struggle a bit now. There's too many. There was a tipping point and now they've got a lot of players that haven't done a high volume of work during the pre-season, which is so important. But the issue is the players that are replacing those guys are kids and people that we didn't even know of. And if you had told me, you know, at the start of this pre-season that Patrick Nash would make his debut today for the West Coast Eagles, that Hugh Dixon would make his debut, maybe Brady Hoff I might have uh, swallowed, but those two there, that's the... The reality for the West Coast Eagles, they've lost so many good players. We've had to find them from somewhere. And, look, the kids at West Coast aren't as strong as many other clubs in the AFL. They're all going to get opportunity. And West Coast will be looking and saying, yep, we need that guy coming through. They need Campbell Chesser. He got injured. They need Connor West. He was probably the next one to step up. He's now done a hamstring. He won't play. So it's now down to some of the next brigade to really come through. So I don't have high hopes for the West Coast Eagles now because of that decimation through the midfield. Darling's a good story. He'll be back. Tim Kelly will be back, and we know he's going to be great. And Liam Ryan, of course, will be back soon as well. So it's not all doom and gloom, but I can't see them featuring finals. So where do you have the Gold Coast Suns then, just on the snapshot that we've had in the preseason? I'm going to go 12th. 
twelve. So nine. What's a pass mark for them? Well, I think wins? ten wins. I think we're does all. Does that save the coach? And I depends. know we shouldn't be talking like that, but does it save the coach? It depends how it comes, because what we've seen with the Gold Coast in recent years is good starts, and then you get to round twelve, and they are terrible. So they can't have decimations. Can't have decimations. Can't be flogged, and can't fade out of the season. They need to be building into this season, and then they'll show Ben King, who did commit, which is a big thing. Yeah. Um, for that football club, that they are going to be genuine next year. Is it with Stewie Jew? Only the year will tell that. Now, the, 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 I'm just going to paint the picture for our audience around the country listening on AFL Nation. This venue holds 60,000. 30,000, it was a 50% capacity because of the COVID rules. They're struggling to get 20,000. Clearly, COVID is affecting. There's you know, five and 6,000 cases a day here in WA. That's not an excuse. How does that crowd number affect what we're going to see today if you're a West Coast Eagles player? Oh, it won't have any bearing on them. Look, they're used to running out with 50,000. It's not the case today. They've had games in recent years where they have zero crowds to watch them on and support them. So they need to find their own energy and really build their game plan. And that's the other thing we must, must talk about is the influence of Matty Knights, who's come in, and also Jared Schofield, the strategy coach. What is going to be different? I've seen through the pre-season games that they are more attacking. They're no longer just chipping the ball around in defence, waiting for space to open up. They're being more aggressive. They're taking those risks, and they've turned a number of those balls over. But that will be part of the territory this year for the West Coast Eagles. But in the long run, it's going to offer them a better look inside their forward 50, hopefully to Jack Darling when he comes back, to Josh Kennedy, to Oscar Allen back into the side as well. But expect a few errors in the back half. But I do like it. It's aggressive, and that's what we've seen across the start of this season is teams are more attacking and the scores are up. Umpires are making their way on the ground. Let's get a ground report for Pope, the better way to water up perfect conditions although windy right to left if you're looking through into your radio as we speak from the Indian Ocean end and all the Rottnest Island ground end to the left of screen. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the West. Both teams on the ground completing their warm-ups for Ream. Ream, steady, hot and strong. Tim Gossage and Paul Hayes will be with you. For AFL Nation, Red Energy, move with Red Energy and regional development, Victoria. Tom Barris through the... Banner, 100 games, carrying his beautiful newborn baby. And he's been a good servant. And he, a couple of years ago, almost gave the game away. He did, and he almost went to Sydney. A big offer on the table, which all good well for him because he got a big contract extension with the West Coast Eagles. He just does his job every single week. He's improved his disposal, but he's so good at reading the play, taking those marks. It's been a great foil for Shannon Hearn and also Jeremy McGovern in him or in front of him. And that leadership has been important. Just repeating the... Ground report for Pope, the better way to water. It is a very windy night. Of course, we are nearing just past 4.30. The breeze is very, very strong and very blustery. Might not be so bad at ground level, but certainly the flags on top of the Optus Stadium far on the city wing, the southern side, they are blowing a gale. Looks like about a five or six goal breeze. I'm not too sure it's going to make too much effect at ground level. Pope's trip ease makes trip irrigation a breeze. Paul Hazelby is our expert. Shawl Unify, your national uniform and workwear experts. Let's get the final word and his summary and the preview of what is the final game of round one. So missing some big names. We know that Kelly 
Kelly, Ryan, Yo, Cripps, Alan, Shuey, Sheed, Darling, Cole, Duggan, Chessa. It's a massive amount of names, but it does represent opportunity for some of those young West Coast Eagles who have been seeking opportunity for a couple of years. I'm talking about Josh Rotham in the back line, Foley in the back line. Both have shown promise at certain stages, but haven't really grabbed their opportunity. Through the midfield, Nash is going to be important. And loved what he did the first game that he got with the West Coast Eagles. He gave them good width. He was good with his decision-making, and his skill level was at the level. That's what you want to see for a player coming in. Hugh Dixon was at Fremantle. Probably wasn't fit enough at Fremantle. Went back to the waffle with East Fremantle. Found a way to get back onto the list. Showed a little bit of promise. He's got good game sense. Knows where to lead. And that left foot is a different dynamic inside their front half. He gets an opportunity today on debut. But playing centre-half forward, it's such an important part on the ground for your team. Jack Petricelli. They've been talking this guy up for a few years. I watched him kick five goals one day here in the wet against Port Adelaide. That was four years ago, and I thought this kid could be anything. Well, this year, Jack, you need to stand up and show that you can play AFL consistently, not just tease us with a bit of speed, getting out the back, kicking some easy goals, going through the midfield, having impact, winning clearances, laying big tackles, and then getting into the space. So a big challenge for Petricelli there. And Jake Waterman, the other one for the West Coast Eagles, I reckon he thought about leaving at the end of last year because there was no opportunity. Well, here it is, Jake. You've been teasing us like Jack a little bit. You've been a good player. Well, it's been sort of fourth and fifth in line. Well, today you're going to be number two in line next to Josh Kennedy, who hasn't shown too much yet in the preseason. No doubt he'll lift today. But that's what it represents for the West Coast Eagles. A new game plan, too, under their coaches that have come in, Matty Knights and Jared Schofield. With that will come some errors, but also some excitement because it's different and they'll buy in if they get some continuity with that. But for Gold Coast, a good preseason. Beat Geelong last week through the midfield. They've got their Ruckman back in who was becoming one of the great ruckmen in the competition. Then he did that knee, missed a year. He's back. Matt Rowe too. Big question on him this year. What level does he get to? Probably played the best three games that we've seen in the history of the game. Dominated. Nine Brownlow votes. And then he hasn't been able to get back through to that level through injury. But we saw a bit late last year that it maybe is. But with another full preseason, he should reach that this year. His mate, Anderson, through the midfield with Miller. I think today, with so many guns for the West Coast Eagles being out through that part of the ground. Kelly, Shuey, Sheed and Yo, that's where they need to take control. Nat Nui's going to play a big part. But I think for mine, the midfield of the Gold Coast should have too, too much firepower. Paul Hazelby, our expert, of course, and our expert for Shaw Unify, uniform experts. Just repeating, if you've just tuned into AFL Nation, Fremantle by one point, storming home to beat the Adelaide Crows, who looked home and hosed 83 to 82. And if you get a chance to see Heath Chapman with a goalkeeper save with just seconds left to stop any score, a point would have drawn it, but he was on the goal line. It was Socceroo-esque. 11, 17, 83 to 12, 10, 82. It was a great presence of mind, wasn't it? For a young kid, still trying to find his way in the AFL. It just goes to show how much he thinks about the game because it could have gone the other way. He could have kept it in, trying to win the game or give away the draw. But then if there was a Crows player there, he could have kicked the goal and all of a sudden that becomes a loss. But I reckon he just knew his teammate was in front of him, punched it towards him. The rest is history. He gets all the accolades, but a smart play. One point the win for Fremantle. Hawthorne by 20 over North Melbourne. How much of that did you see? 
I watched a fair bit of that one, to be honest. Jason Horn Francis. He was okay. I think they got a little bit carried away. A lot of uh, score involvements early in the first half. Doesn't but, mind the lip. Yeah, but as the game Sharpie. wore on, I thought the Hawthorne covered him down, and, and they were pretty good. Um, CJ, outstanding good once again. And good to see Sicily back. But Sam Mitchell, he's done a pretty good job with a lot of kids there. Yeah, rock solid. Brisbane Lions by 11 over Port. Sydney by 20 over the Giants. Love that game. Geelong by 66. They were the big winners over Essendon. They're on top of the AFL ladder as it stands. Collingwood by 17 over the Saints. 25 Carlton over Richmond. And Melbourne way back on Wednesday night by 26 over the Dogs. Both teams are just about to complete their warm-up. Footy's back. I'm loving it. Never miss a single goal with McDelivery. And our opening bounce, which is just moments away, will be for the wonderful team at Tyre Power. Save on Kumo. Storewide Super Sale now on. Willie Rioli, you've mentioned it. Hasn't played a game since September 5, 2019. And that was the big elimination final win over Essendon. Got on the plane and went to Melbourne. And it unravelled from that point onwards for his career and possibly took the wind out of the sails of the West Coast Eagles finals campaign. Oh, it did, no doubt for me, that year and the next year as well. Just what he brings to the team. He gets a good opportunity to come back in and maybe go through the midfield a bit. We've always probably asked about whether he could do that for long stints. He's gone in for centre bounces here and there. But with so many players out through the midfield, you've got to look for senior players to stand up. But having said that, there's also a few missing out of that front half that he may need to be playing close to goal to try and be that. Avenue. But it is a great story. Great to be back. Made a big mistake, but everybody gets a second chance, and here it is for him. Yeah, if you're just tuning in and you're watching uh, and you see Patrick Nash playing, of course, the former Tiger. Got the late call-up to come across. Got picked up in the SSP. Has uh, found himself in the team. I think he wore 38 in the scratch match. He got presented with 43, and he's wearing 36 because the jumper hasn't arrived. It's his size, so he's wearing that of Connor West. It's a good pickup. I really like that from the West Coast Eagles. They could have easily gone for a mature-age guy that's 25, 26, but I reckon they looked around the country and said, well, who's been denied maybe because of opportunity? And if you look at Richmond and the way they play, Nage probably didn't fit that. That doesn't mean he can't play. And they wanted somebody that's going to come in that's still young, that if they get it right, he can add to their group. And from what I saw in the first game that he played, he can do that. He gave them really good width on the wing. He was skillful. And the West Coast Eagles need another wingman. They've got Andrew Gaff. But with all the injuries, Jack Redden has played wing in the past. He goes inside. So there it is, the wing for Nash to work his magic out there. And I think he'll acquit himself well. OK, toss of the coin. Took Miller stands in the middle. He's just waiting on his... Opposite number, and that's going to be Nick Matanui, who's officially the captain today, not Tom Barris. And they, the Eagles don't normally put the milestone man in to toss the coin. So uh, good to see these two toss of the coin. If you win the toss, Hayes, which way do you go? Oh, you always go to the left of screen, right of screen, which is, is the first right. game, isn't it? Right of screen. What about Matanui this year? Can he climb the mountain one more yeah, time, two can. more times? Yeah. And I reckon he will relish the opportunity of being a senior player. Took Miller won the toss. And you know what he did? He pointed straight over his shoulder with his thumb and said, I'm going that way. And that way Rotten is... Rottnest Island the Rottnest Island in. And that is the clever way to go because last uh, since the opening of the stadium, 82.78% of games have been, <laughs> have been won by the team. It certainly was the case early, Goss. Now, don't lose your voice. It's a long production we've got here. Yeah, I know. Cool. If you lose... I know. Then no, I'm, no, I'm just going to walk my way through it today. I have been suffering from allergy and I have rat tested every day. So Joey in the back is concerned. <laughs> He's very concerned about this COVID thing. I rat every single day. Every day I rat test. So Joe's... He's OK. He's just got his headphones on and he's listening. OK, coming to the bench. Winder. Sub. 
Harry Edwards, Williams, Jones and Xavier O'Neill, who sat on the bench and didn't get one second of field time two weeks ago. Well, I was surprised with that because he's one that's been there. They invested strongly in him and they and didn't they rate pick him. him. And well, they rate do him. they rate him? They do rate him. Well, they put him on the bench. I would have thought if they really rate him, they put him through the midfield. But Willie Rioli has gone straight in there. They've gone with their big guns. They're experienced players. Gaff, Redden, Nat Nui, Rioli. Nothing wrong with that centre bounce. It's just going to be the depth. We've got Nash starting on the wing. Took Miller, of course, in there. Matty Rao, he's through the midfield. And great to see big wits as the Ruckman Anderson, the other starting mid for the Gold Coast Suns. Sometimes needing new tyres can catch us by surprise. That's why tyre power gives you the power of zip pay and zip money. You can get what you need now, get back on the road safely and pay for it later. Terms and conditions apply. So visit tyrepower.com.au or call 13 91.